When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. Welcome to the first edition of Wiring Up, where we interact with people from and contributing to the FPL community. I'm your host, Zofa, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Late Riser. How's it going, Elar? Strange seeing you on the weekend. First things first, uh, all our listeners, please hit like and, like and subscribe. It tends to help us, and we really, really appreciate the support. And doing good. Happy to see you on a weekend, actually. There's not much happening in the falling world uh, and it's lockdown so you know I'm happy to be having a chat and I'm actually really really excited about the guests we have on uh, really underrated not got much exposure in the FPL community lots of excitement all our listeners are very exci- excited to listen to what he has to say a little bit of a genius on the pod uh, why don't you introduce him Zoff? of course so we have with us our first guest in this series Mohammed Ragab also known as Ragaboli the creator of the livefpl.net website, which we all use on FPL match days. He's also the man behind the virtual FPL game, which helped a lot of us stay sane during the pandemic. A FPL veteran with 11 seasons of experience, Ragaboli has finished inside the top 20k four times with a best place finish of 2800 in 2017. He is ranked currently 56,000 in the world. Welcome to the show, Mohammed. Happy to have you on. Thank you so much. This is my pleasure. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you for the invitation. It's great. It's great to have you. Before we get into our questions, a quick word about our sponsors. Dreamside Go is a global portal for fans to gain access to sporting events around the world. Accommodation, flight tickets, hospitality, stadium visits, everything can be tailored exactly to your requirements. They also do celebrity experiences, which include masterclasses with your favorite sports celebrity, or something as simple as birthday shoutouts. You can find links to the products in the description below. The FPL Wire is a part of the Fantasy Scout Network, and all stats used in this podcast are taken from the FFS members area. Please sign up if you haven't already. And as mentioned previously, Dreamset goes in the midst of tying up with a lot of football clubs. So in case you want access to their hospitality and travel packages, just fill the Google form, which you find in the description. Uh, also, a little bit of a news, uh, Zofar, Bigman Bakker and myself have started a Patreon page and uh, we wanted to just give out a shout out to our first five patrons, Jack G and Shami T in the Jimmy Tire and Mike Jones, Pirate Angel and Abdullah in the Omar tier. We're just doing a Patreon because we want to grow the channel and take it further. There's no added benefits and all of our content remains completely free. Uh, we'll quickly, if you if you do want to, uh, you know, look at what we have, uh, you can visit www.patreon.com forward slash the FPL wire. Now we'll, we'll push on with the interview. Can't wait to just sit back and listen to what Ragaboli has to say. Why don't you shoot, Zoff? Yeah. So let's just get started. A lot of people want to know who is the man, who is the genius behind this live FPL and virtual FPL. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Raga. What is it that you do and which club do you support? Uh, okay, so again, I want to say thank you so much for having me here and for everyone who's uh, watching. Thank you so much for all the support. 
you've been giving uh, live FPL, virtual FPL, really means a lot to me. So yeah, uh, this is my first time ever like speaking to everyone. Uh, my name is Mohammed. I'm from Egypt. Um, I'm 32 years old. Um, until like I was 25, I was just in Egypt, like born and raised there. And then I moved to the UK for a year to study and then to the US. I've been there for like seven years here in the States. Um, so I finished my PhD in physics, actually. I have like a background in, in physics. So I, I have a PhD in quantum physics. And now I am sort of, um, um, I teach physics and like do some research. So I'm a lecturer at uh, actually MIT. And yeah, so that's essentially my career. I, I am a physicist. Um, not really a genius, just like someone who loves FPL and like loves contributing to the community. Um, in terms of like which club do I support? I don't really like have like, uh, I'm not like a big fan of one particular team, which I think is helpful when you're doing fantasy stuff because you don't have the bias against your, like, like your, your bias to, to bringing uh, players from the team you support and so on. But I like City, I like Man City, like that's the best kind of club that I love. Essentially because when I started like following the Premier League, I fell in love with Aguero. And Aguero is sort of like my biggest, like, you know, I love Aguero. I, I know Letraizer also does, but like he's like really the best, still the best to me. And yeah, whenever he's fit, he's in my team. And... Yeah, I can't wait for him to be fit. Hopefully, he's, he's going to play. He's, he's going to play this weekend. Pat yeah, mentioned he's, that. He's hopefully, starting tomorrow. Zof, how underqualified yeah, uh, do you hope. feel after Rakabali yeah. mentioned this? <laughs> I mean, he just raised the average <laughs> IQ on the podcast, I think, by 200. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and then he says that he's not a genius. He's not a genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So, so... What sort of chip strategy are you on, Raga? Are you do, are you free hitting in eighteen? Sorry, can you say that again? What's your chip strategy? Are you going to free hit in game week eighteen, or what's your plan? Oh, you know, it, I, I don't know. I I was completely on um, like no free hit. I wanted to save it for later, but um, now I don't know with the Villa Spurs situation. I have like three players left if if the Tottenham game is off. Yeah. So I don't know. So I, I I was gonna like just move on with like seven players or something. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think yeah. many of us are on the same boat. The reason I asked that question, I was curious, who would be the three city assets you would pick on the free hit, if you were to free hit? Uh, sure. So I, it, of course, uh, you need a defender from City. Everyone like seems to have at least one. So I would bring in, I have already the DS, so I think that's the safest bet into the defense. Um, so I would have this, I, I, will, I will have him even over Cancelo or Stones, just because I think it's, he's more nailed on. And then of course, uh, KDB has to be there. Like, to me also, KDB is sort of like the best player in the league. Yeah. He, he, like this season might be tough, like a little bit for him so far but i think he has the quality to like explode so kdb has to be there one defender and then 
of course, Aguero if he's fit, that's for me. But uh, <laughs> I know it's it's kind of like punty a little bit now with like nothing to show for this season so far from Aguero. But if he's fit, he there, he 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 can get hat tricks. Like that's what Aguero does, you know. Yeah. So if not, I really like the uh, Gondogan at the moment. Actually, like watching him like over the last few games, he's been like just terrific getting into places like scoring opportunities all the time and he's very cheap so if not Aguero I would bring in Gondogan hmm. that's interesting but Aguero is going to be interesting especially if we see him starting tomorrow I think a lot of people are going to be tempted to punt on him especially on a free hit I think there's very little to lose so so tell me how did you get into FPL what really started it for you I think you've been playing since 2009 now when did this love for the game evolve Right, so my friends, when I was in college, uh, 2009, that's, I, I was in college in Egypt. And like, I have some friends who, who are Arsenal fans, like very, very diehard, like Arsenal fans. They are struggling <laughs> currently, but uh, back in the day, that was close to the Thierry Henry days. And like, like, they loved the Premier League. And so they got me into the game in 2009. I didn't know much about the game. It was not popular at all in Egypt at that by that time. Like no one was like playing that game. Now it's very very popular in Egypt, but back in the day, no one knew what it was. And since day one, actually, like I really got into the game. I love it. Like I'm addicted to it now. It's 12 years. I've never like skipped a year. I never played casually. I play very very seriously. And yeah, I, I want to say that. Uh, since the very beginning, I found the Fantasy Football Scout website, which has been like some kind of home for me since then. So it's a tab that I have in every phone that I ever owned uh, through thick and thin, you know, in Egypt, in, in, in England, in the US. I'm always there on the Fantasy Football Scout. I, it's sort of the, way, the place I belong. And Mark, Mark Southern is sort of my FPL idol. So I want to say that interacting with the community at Fantasy Football Scout for all these years, that's what really got me into the game. And at the beginning, I was just, you know, trying to beat my friends. But then I learned that, like, there is something called rank and you want to be ranked uh, higher and higher in the world. And, and yeah, I, I love Fantasy Football Scout. It's not just an ad, like, it's really, like, where I belong. Nice, nice, nice. I think all both of us also had a very similar journey where it uh, led to discovering the scout, which uh, you know upped our skill set to a drastic, drastic amount. So completely uh, relate with that. And the community interaction, right? I think that's what it comes out a lot because it's never really as much fun playing in isolation. It's always how you do relative to somebody that gives you that sense of satisfaction. Yeah, of course. I love. Uh, yeah, I love the community. That's what got me into like trying to build something to help the community how are you doing the mods and cons league i was having a look earlier i think you're in the top five there i think i'm third or fourth yeah 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 i'm sitting on third that's impressive yeah so getting to i'm having a good season but it's not <laughs> like uh, it's not crazy good i'm not like a a super like no. impressive manager. 50, 56k at this point of the season is very good. I think you're very much on for a top 10k finish. 
top top 5k possible i i'd kill to be in that position right <laughs> you're going to get there <laughs> you're a late riser so. <laughs> so getting particular to live fpl like how did that idea come about um all right so it's it's a long story but essentially all the years i've been playing fpl i always wanted to interact with the game in in a more concrete way and so this is just me as a manager playing i really wanted like something that was missing all these years for me which is okay so say i have aguero in my team and he scores a hat-trick two goals okay i want to celebrate like one part of me wants to like okay i want to celebrate the effect of this on my fpl team and all what you have back in the day was just and like now without like uh, external websites you can only see like the score that you have from the goal uh, on the official website and even without bonus and you don't know what this made uh, what like the effect of this on your rank on your leagues you have to wait till the very end of the day when all the games are done and then maybe four or five hours later then you can see what happened to your rank from everything and you don't really get to celebrate or like enjoy the drama while the games are live like okay this happened so it pushed me up and this happened and it pushed me down a little bit i want i always wanted as a manager to live in that kind of drama so that's one thing uh like because i want us to celebrate essentially the big events not wait till they are contaminated with everything else at the end of the day mm-hmm. so I, i always looked for tools that would give me some kind of live updates on my team during the uh, game week and also one other thing is i was always very puzzled by how the ranks work i didn't know how they work and it was a big mystery i think for everyone because again you can have every player in your team like delivering something and then you wait anxiously so back in the day you ha- like you had to wait like to know what happened at the end you really had to wait till the next day or so so i would wait and i'm expecting this huge you know green arrow because everyone did something you know and then at the end of the day after you wait you find maybe you're on a red arrow or like very <laughs> tiny green and this this was always very like annoying to me like i don't understand how it works if every player got me something what else would i get to get a green arrow you know? and to me like some people like this kind of mystery like okay i'm just waiting at the end of the day i get like one jump up or down i i don't like that mystery i never liked it i wanted to understand the game if i want to do well at the game i want to understand the mechanics behind it like what really affects my rank how can i jump up and like why did i get this mysterious result at the end so i was always there looking for tools uh, i never thought that i'm going to do something myself but i was always looking for something that helps me understand more about how this works and also keeps me in the drama while like playing the game and like celebrating the events and so on So I think back in the day before live FPL before I started this like the idea of getting your sort of exact rank in a, in real time this didn't exist at all like there were some tools that would give you an estimate of your rank and it 
it's uh, mostly gonna be inaccurate. I know that because I used to use these, oh, everything. I used everything trying to get to this kind of enjoyment. And yeah, it, it was never accurate and it was, it was never fast. So um, at some point, I, I know that I love programming and I'm very good at it, uh, maybe. So at some point when I was uh, doing my PhD, I learned Python. So I didn't know about Python before my PhD. I, I was sort of programming using C, C Sharp, C++, things like that. And I got introduced to Python while doing my PhD. I learned it on my own because my PhD is essentially, by the way, is just completely Python. I was writing Python programs for, for quantum, like for understanding quantum matter and like uh, quantum computers. And you can really do lots of things with Python. That's like the beauty of it. It's very powerful. It's a powerful programming language. And I really encourage everyone to like sort of get any basic understanding of programming. It really helps structure your mind. It, it's very, very powerful concept. So anyway, when I learned Python in my PhD and I, I found that's very, very powerful. And at the same time, I was doing well, uh, like very well, like exceptionally well in FPL like I think 2017 or so. So I wanted to really know, understand how the rank, the ranking works. And so it was just a side project. It, it, it is still a side project for me, by the way, but like, I really love it. So I, I spent some time, you know, just playing around, testing what I can do with Python, testing what I can do with the um, API from FPL. And like, yeah, back in the day, as I said, just the concept of having your rank updated live exactly that, like, I, I wasn't even sure that this is possible because no one was doing it. And when I thought first about it, I thought, okay, this is very difficult to implement. I cannot imagine like doing this in real time, but I, I thought, okay, let's just give it a try. And I built some things just on the side. And then eventually I had some kind of an end product that would give me the ranks within the top million. One million, and yeah, I just some things which have changed the way people play the game completely. But yeah, just some some things on the side. Anyway, go on. I think you changed the entire <laughs> dynamic of how everybody looks at FPL. And for go someone, on, I don't go. know how he can say he's not a genius. I'm completely like in awe. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, Mama, just so you know, you know, because uh, you because of you, it is why people like us in India who are watching the games until 12.30 get to sleep at 12.30. I remember back in the day, the games used refresh, to end around 12.31. Refresh, refresh, refresh. That, that never used to happen until 2.30, 3 a.m. our time. So I remember just staying up, just staying up, just to see how far we've gone that that night. And then he's gotten us two nights, two more hours of sleep over the weekend for the last three years. <laughs> so I thank you for that. Oh, it's, it's really my pleasure. Um, thank you so much. Like, I am aware that, uh, you know, like, for some reason, I can do things very quickly. Like, that's some kind of a gift that I have. And I I'm not, like, I'm, I don't mean to be bragging, but I just, I'm just saying that, like, I realized at some point that I do things very quickly and, like, uh, like programming things especially and also, like, physics thing, you know. So, like... I feel like it's my responsibility to use this for like helping others. Otherwise, 
I like, don't deserve it. Yeah. That's that's essentially the, my motive. The Spider-Man quote comes to mind. With great power comes great responsibility. And you're using that well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud that, um, you know, now, like, I just want to say, now, not only LiveFPL that gives you your rank, but there are some other services that started, like, building things that are similar. But I'm just very proud that, at, like, before live FPL was introduced, this idea didn't even exist. And I remember that very vividly. Like, um, I used to, so, okay, so I built this very, like, on the side module for myself. I think it took me, like, this just very first um, prototype of rankings. It took me, like, one or two months of, of side work. Again, I'm, I, like, I have a very busy life was like uh, i have a family as well i have two kids uh so when i say so the like, first two months was just the live rank update or as well as eo calculation and all of that what was the initial pet project just just the live rank like uh-huh. yeah it, everything started because i wanted to see how rank works and i wanted to interact with the game as i said uh, like more piece by piece so yeah i just wanted to do the live ranking and I did it for only the top million teams and um, no website so far just like have it on my computer and I used to just comment use the uh, scout the football scout um, comment section and then I will comment after the game is finished and I say okay I'm building something if you can give me your ID I will give you your rank before you don't have to yeah. wait so let's test it out together and people will like comment with their ID and then I will comment with the rank and then eventually it turns out to be exact uh, like hours later. So that's where it started. Like me interacting with the Fantasy Football Scout members. And then <coughs> I didn't feel what you know, how to... <coughs> Sorry. I remember those days actually very well. We just log on immediately afterwards. Like, this is my team ID, can you check? This is my team ID, can you check? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, because I didn't have like any experience in web design at all. So I didn't know how to build a website or something that people can interact with. But then eventually I, I thought, okay, we, I have to. I have to like get some website going so that people can use it. So I learned about how to make a website. And um, yeah, and I remember... Um, like I remember very, very vividly, very strongly, um, like just like the very first week where the website is, was open. So again, I was, I was not known in the community. I like, uh, I didn't have the trust of anyone. Like you know, it's just some guy building something. We don't know him. But I remember like that Andy from Andy um, Let's Talk FPL. He tweeted in the very first week. He, he didn't know me, he didn't know the website, but someone like he came across it and he tweeted that, wow, I got my rank exactly hours before the update from this website. And people would just like comment and say, uh, you know, like doubt the website, doubt that this could exist. So, so like this is some kind of one proud moment for me. I remember very like clearly that like, I'm very happy that the concept, just the concept of having your rank almost exactly ready in real time that didn't exist now it's some kind of <clears throat> a concept that is very well known in the community other websites are building it you know even if i um, like step step away for any reason 
I will be very proud that like I sort of introduced this idea in the community. So it's been just yes, one hoping man. that you don't step no. away. And it's just been a one man show the whole time. It's not been anybody in particular helping you with like the web development or anything else in the background. No, it's just me. That's so it's been all just That's because I heard you like literally say five minutes ago that he didn't know anything about website design. And now the website has so many layers to it. It's amazing. Uh, it took me a lot of time and like a lot, lots of iterations. If, <clears throat> if anyone can go back in time and look at how the website looked like in, in the first year, it was not very user friendly. Now it's better. So I've been like improving little pieces over time. And yeah, I'm still I'm not like a, a good designer by any means. I suck at design. I don't like uh, you underrate so like yourself, how things look. You underrate yourself a lot. I think the design's fantastic. Yeah, that's so user friendly. I mean, there's there's no unnecessary layers in there. You you know what you're there for, and you're doing the job. That's about it. Thank you so much. Everything is yeah, where I you really... expect it to be and where you'd want it to be. Uh you're. <clears throat> Are you saying uh, is it at the level I'm expecting it to be, or no? I think it's already. No, no, at, the design. At, the design oh, is really good. Oh, I think you're underrating oh, yourself as a web designer, not alone a physicist or a coder. You know, as a web designer, you've done a great job. So, oh, thanks. So, could you just explain the concept of effective ownership to some of the guys who are listening who don't understand? Could you just explain the concept of effective ownership once? Sure. Yeah. I. Yeah, one thing that I, I, I always meant to do is explain it on the website, but I never did. Because, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very busy with other things. And this is still like just some kind of a side project. And this is important for the context of how things are working. It's really just me and trying to like cope with all the requests and like fixing the bugs and like all the features. So. So yeah, I'm, I'm very happy about the support from everyone, but also I'm very sorry if I'm not like catching up to everything because I'm, I have very limited time. But yeah, I, I don't I think want anybody's to... anybody's complaining. We're all behind you. Don't worry about that. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let me try to explain the effective ownership. So as so, the website started with live rank, but as you know now, <clears throat> it has effective ownerships which is very tied to how ranks are calculated, by the way. Effective ownership means a lot to rank calculations. And uh, let me try to explain it in a way that is not usually explained this way, but maybe, yeah. let's see. So every when you have your team, every player in your team has a multiplier multiplying their points into your score. Meaning that, like for example, if you start a player but you don't captain him, you get exactly 100% of their points, right, in your team. So you have a multiplier of one. Like, you get one of their points if you start a player, but you don't captain it. If you captain that player in your team, their, their multiplier for you becomes two. You get twice the points. If you triple captain them, that multiplier for your team gets becomes three. You get three of whatever this player is scoring. And if you bench the player, you get zero. The multiplier is zero. You, like whatever the player does on your bench, you get zero times that. So every player in everyone's team has a multiplier, ranging from zero if you bench him, one if you start him, two if you captain him, three if you triple captain him. And then effective ownership is exactly the average multiplier for that player, 
meaning that let, let's let's take an example. Let's say the effective ownership of Salah uh, in the top 10K, you can do effective ownership in any kind of sample, top 10K overall, top 100K, like you can talk about it in any sort of sample, but let's just take an example. If Salah has effective ownership of 180%, 180%, like, like he had something like that against uh, West Bromish, I think. So one, 180% is 1.8. As a number, it's just 1.8. So it means that if you, if you look at all the teams in the top 10K and you average that multiplier for Salah, the average is 1.8. So some people have him at 1. They started him, but they didn't captain him. Some people have him at two, they captain him. Maybe some people have him at three, they triple captain them. And then maybe very few people have him at zero. They don't have him or they benched him for some reason. But when you average all these numbers for the, within the sample, you get 1.8. Meaning that most people actually are like captaining him, captaining him too. Two is captaining him. And that's why we're saying that if you have a player with effective ownership above one, above 100%, and you don't captain him, so if Salah has 1.8 effective ownership multiplier, and you only have him as not as like a player, not a captain. So for you, his multiplier is one. For everyone around you, the average is 1.8. So you really suffer even if you own him. And this is true to your rank. Just because if Salah scores 10 points, you get 10 points because you have a multiplier of one if you don't captain him for him. You get one times 10. The average around you gets 1.8 times 10. So you get gets 18 points from that. So you lose eight points if Salah gets 10. That's the concept of effective ownership. Just the, it's essentially just a multiplier that takes the point of the player into the average. How much does this player contribute to the average in the sample? And it's, I, I hope this makes sense. It does. It's very well That's explained. full sense. So what is, what, what is the general sample size now? Let's say now I'm, if somebody's at 400k, I see now you have this new thing with EO. Normally you, you're doing EO only for 10k, 100k. Now you've started doing EO around your tier. What's the sample size for that? Does it take all the teams or does it take only a certain number of teams as a sample size? No, no, that's that's all the teams. That's wow. exact. That's a lot of data. Yeah, that's why it takes it takes a while to get these data. If you if you check live FPL just like a couple of hours after the, the deadline, the update, you will not find this data. It gets like downloaded uh, at, like it takes some time. So eventually by the end of the first day, this, this data is available. But yeah, when you look at the rank tiers and the effective ownership there, these are the exact uh, effective ownerships. Ragamali, what's the range when you have two verticals when you're defining effective ownership, right? When I'm looking at my team, you have effective ownership in the top 10% and effective ownership around your rank. What, what's the approximate range when, what, when you mean around your rank? So yeah, um, I had to make some like arbitrary cutoffs I could have made it smaller, but uh, let me just double check. No, approximately. Just... Yeah, I think the ranges are defined somewhere on the website, but it's essentially, I think, uh, if you're in the top 100, that's one tier. If you're in the top 1,000, top 10K, top 100K. Then 
I, I cut it into slices like between 100K and 200K, 200, 300, 300, 400, and so on. So these are the, the ranges one from 100 to 200K and until you get to nine, 900K, between 900K and 1 million. Then the ranges get wider. It becomes between 1 million and 1.5 million, and 1.5 to 2, and so on. Mm. I, I, like these are just some arbitrary cutoffs. I could change that. So there's a very reasonable no, no, like basically 100k each tier it makes total sense so what yeah, for the top million yeah so apart from this main live rank feature what are the other two popular features which you according to you are a bit underrated or not used as much on the website which people might not know about um so not really underrated or not used but uh, since we didn't mention it, there is a live leagues where you can see how your leagues look like and like in real time and the update in real time. I, I like that feature. It's, it's very popular. I think like the amount of leagues that gets processed on live FPL every week is a lot. But yeah, I just like seeing the table of like all my rivals at one place and I can see all their teams and captains and everything in one place. I can see which players um, are like in that rival team they have like that I don't have and I can also there is the effect of ownerships within the league so you can see mm -hmm. the effect of like every player within your league so I think the league stuff uh, is also I use it like I use it all the time myself uh, there is also wait <laughs> there's also some um there's also some information about the top 10K and the overall, which I think these are not very well used, but there is, um, for example, how many people use uh, ships, different ships that week and overall. So if you go to livefpl.net slash ships, actually, this is a page where you can see the, uh, the, the usage of ships in the Canon game week and overall, like the total usage so far, how many managers um, have used all the ships, how many managers have used only one ship, and so on. I think that's where uh, Fantasy Football Scout writes an article every week using uh, some of the figures in there. Uh, so this is where it gets highlighted, but I don't think many people use that. And also there is, if you go to livefpl.net slash top 10k or overall, there's a little table somewhere that shows you, so, so it shows you who the captains, the popular captains and the popular effective ownerships. And it shows you also a little table with the ship usages and the average for every ship so far. So if, if, you, if people who use the free head this week, how are they doing? People who are using wild card, how are they doing? So you can see within every week, <clears throat> how much gain did every ship get an average. I like that. I don't think people look at that. But uh, for example, in the previous week, uh, game week 17, you can see that people who've used no ships have an average of like 64 points. People who used bench boost got an average of like 70. So they got like six points more from bench boost, which is not, not great, but it's also expected your bench boosting in just a single game week. Anyway, and like people who use triple captain get like 74. We got like 10 points more. And that's also expected because last week was very high scoring. 
Fernandez Salah, not Salah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Fernandez Son Kane uh, delivered. Huge. Yeah. Just thinking how much you changed the whole uh, FPL experience <coughs> right now. That the, I mean, right now going through live FPL when the deadline hits and checking effective ownership. and uh, you know looking at those numbers registering them in your head predicting the effective ownership numbers looking at certain captaincy it's it's such a, a core part of the experience fpl experience for so many managers i can't even remember what it was like i think before live fpl happened before the last three years of has i want to ask this question to you so far has this changed the way you play the game in the past couple of years absolutely and i think the two aspects of to course. it two aspects would primarily sometimes certain players like you know like let's say salah against west brom i remember his eo i think was 180% or something that week so i'm very conscious of the fact that like you know if i don't captain salah i'm effectively going to be losing 80% of his points in the games that is it's made you very conscious in terms of the competition and the second aspect is to look at the other way right now if you, another feature i really like on the website which we haven't mentioned is ownership combination So we did an episode a few weeks ago where we looked at Kane and Son's ownership. We noticed that the Kane and Son combination was nearly thirty to forty percent of teams, and they were entering a period where they had some difficult fixtures. They were going to play Man City, Chelsea, and uh, Wolves, etc., yeah. etc. Et so it helped us realize that, like, you know, this is a time where you can get rid of those two guys, and then that is a time when you can bet against that ownership and make ground. So both ways, I think, is definitely exactly. made a big difference to FPL strategy. Raka, this this yeah, website exactly. that you built and the numbers that you have in front of you has that made you a safer or a more maverick manager? Um, me? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm 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 very um, dull. I think I'm a little maverick, which doesn't work in my way most of the time, but. Uh, But yeah, I use I use my my own like stuff, my own statistics all the time, like the effective ownership and things like that. The way I play the game, again, I'm not like a, I don't have an impressive record or anything. I just play. Um, but yeah, since I developed live FPL, I think uh, my ranks actually have been much better than before, which is not a coincidence. But the idea is for me, I try to think about. managing my team as if i'm like a manager managing a football team and so at some points i just want to sit back and defend i don't want to attack at some points i just want to you know waste time and then at some points i choose when i want to really attack that's kind of like how i think about the game so i i always think about it this way okay do i want to attack this game week or maybe just you know sit back play it safe defend this week it's okay that you spend like 2 3 weeks with no real changes in rank like just very tiny green very tiny red that's okay and then until you can see really an opportunity to attack and then you do that by changing something against the ownerships so uh, that's like like as as Zofar was just saying when Kane and Son like uh, they were delivering every week right and they had this uh, so like i reacted very quickly at the beginning and i got them i think that's that's very instrumental to why i'm doing well this season that i'm not as stubborn as before like i see calvert lewin doing great i get them i don't i don't keep being stubborn i see kane and son i get them and then 
at this moment where the pictures switch, I actually sold them both. And this was a bold move, but I, that's what I felt like. This is the time to attack in the game and try to like go higher. It was scary and like, but I think it worked out at the end because I had like KDB, I think. I don't remember who the other replacement was, but I think overall I've been getting green arrows since then. And then I brought back Sun now to defend a little bit more. I brought back Kane, which is essentially not, I don't know, like when, when uh, Salah was um, against West Brom, he had 180% effective ownership. I, and we all knew that he's going to have some huge number. So for me, I want to defend this week. Like, this is not... Good. Like, I, I don't want to bet against 1.8 of Salah points. But the next week, I think... I don't remember, like, the fixture, but he blanked in that fixture. Newcastle. And that's when I bought... Uh, I yes, correct. So for me, I thought, okay, now it's time to attack. Because I... Like from the eye test, which I depend on a lot, I I saw that Liverpool are not are not what they were, and Salah especially, something is off with Salah. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna bet against. That's the time to attack, and I I brought Kane for a hit that week to captain him. So I against Salah, and he has also like effective ownership that week. I think maybe one hundred and thirty percent. So it was scary, but I felt that this is the way to go. You know, that's the time to attack. And I captained uh, Kane against Fulham, and the game got cancelled. <laughs> and I got my vice captain, which is Salah, at the end. So, But he blanked. Like, I really felt that he's going to blank. And it was a missed opportunity for me that Kane didn't play that game. But that's how I sort of think about it. Like, I like that you mentioned the whole sometimes you just need to sit back and defend thing because I see a lot of managers, especially on social media, complaining that they're sitting at, let's say, 150, 200k and their rank hasn't moved for the past four weeks. And they don't realize how much of a good thing that is that they haven't exactly. dropped in rank. Like the psychology there, I mean, it's a good thing that you're sustaining your rank and then there will be, like you mentioned, an opportunity to attack and that's when the jump will come. But when you're getting a grey arrow and holding rank, when you're especially above 300, 200k, I think it's a good week. That's what people need to do. Exactly. Realize. Yes. Yes. I I try to imagine the scenarios of the week and then like if I'm just going to get a small green or red, I'm very happy about that. Of course, I will not be happy if I'm like ranked like lower than that, as you said. But yeah, yeah. it's very difficult to maintain your rank yeah. at the higher ranks. Yeah, I think your, your website is very pivotal in introducing the concept of insurance. Uh, from an FPL point of view, you know, to FPL managers where you can get one or two really highly owned managers to make sure you're not dra dropping heavily in rank. I think that's something that I personally need to inculcate in my game style as well. Anyways, off. who won the questions? So what other learnings would you say you've had, like, you know, has, has come into your game as FPL manager since you started this website? We just discussed a few in the previous section. Anything else? Um, there is like related to all of that. So the way I look at effective ownerships is, um, I try to have like a balanced team where I have like a feature called template rating, which essentially looks at how similar your team is to the top 10 K teams. And I try to maintain this 
percentage of template rating at some place between 70 percent 65 75 i think that's a good spot where you're not very template and you're not very uh differential so i keep an eye on that and i try to not be very maverick like as as we just discussed also like seeing how you know like there are different tables on live fpl where you can see okay this is the effective ownership of a particular player these are the points he scored this week and so that's the effective points that like you um the average gained against you so you can get an idea every week while the games are playing who are the major threats to your rank and how much damage you got like so far and just keeping that in the back of my mind so for example i spent some weeks some good weeks suffering every week from i think it was vardy in particular that's what comes to my mind so every week i would see you know vardy is a big threat to my rank and he scores a penalty or something and i see that this is effectively something like seven points drop for me seven points is a lot by the way in the ranks it's a huge drop so so just keeping an eye on this and then eventually you know okay i'm going to get him and even if he blanks he blanks but you know i need to stop this risk so just i don't know this is uh i think this is important into thinking about the risks and like whether you want to attack the risk or just step back mm, but, yeah talking talking about the features of the website now give our listeners a sneak peek what's in the pipe Fine. Any interesting, exciting features that you have under the hood, which might, which our listeners might get to see soon on the website. Um, I think, yeah. So, one one thing I want to say is that um, I I never really think of the website as a business, or I'm not a company, I'm not a startup. It's just like my little hobby on the side that I enjoy. and i don't have a lot of time but like i find some time to like work on it so it's i'm not really that kind of planner who has you know i have like uh things to do this month and next month i don't really think that way it's more like you know if i find like a good idea i just find time and do it but i think there is some kind of idea that i have that i am going to implement maybe very soon So I have like the, the last thing I the last big thing I implemented was the transfer planner mm. which you need to sign up for for just any email and any password so that you can see how your team looks like in future game weeks that's also something as a manager I wanted to to do that all the time just see my team in the future game weeks play around with it do some transfers in the future game week plan my strategy so that's already there I think what I'm currently working on is an idea that is I'm going to call it what if which is uh, gonna I think help with understanding how effective ownerships matter for your rank. So what what I'm building right now is this what if platform where you're gonna insert different scenarios. Love that. So you have the effective ownership of different players all the players while the game week is on and then you're going to insert values for the points so you want to see what happens if aguero gets a hat trick you know how does this change your rank what happens 
if there's a clean sheet from Chelsea, you know. So you, you're going to be able to enter points, your expected points or whatever scenarios you want to see. And you will click on the, uh, on the button and it will tell you an estimate of what your rank will be under these circumstances. And I think that will be helpful so that you can see, you can really see the effect, not just of the one scenario that happens in reality, but you can check, you can have a better idea of the damage that can happen from different combinations. So I'm building this what if scenario where you put in the numbers and you look at different scenarios and how they affect Very you. Very cool. And related to that is also um, if you take a hit like a minus four, minus eight, how much of a rank drop that gets you. So this is sort of like a what if situation as well. Nice. So that's what, I think it's going to help you pre-plan transfers and just take that whole thinking to the next level because you're actually going to be able to see what the rank situation is going to be. Brilliant. I think it's going to make you buy Aguero almost every other week, Pranil. Every other week, you're going to be yeah, entering. Yeah, ah, Aguero, yeah. 13 points. Aguero, yeah. 17 yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Opportunists like me are just going to look at players under 5% ownership, see what the rise rank, rank rise is going to be and just get sucked into that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Raga, you've yeah, been having yeah. a good uh, good season so far. What have you done, like, you know, different this season? What is the main reason you think you're doing well? Um, yeah, as I said, I think the main thing I am doing differently this year is not being a stubborn. Usually I'm a very stubborn manager, you know, I'm very stubborn that I even betted against Vardy and Maris in, the, in their season with Leicester City. I ignored them every week. And this was like my worst season ever in fantasy. I, I was very stubborn, you know, they, they're going to stop scoring eventually now we cannot keep this going and i was very stubborn so i learned like not to do that anymore and that's i brought in players like uh, dcl and like son and kane like very early on as soon as like i see that this is something even if you can't sustain it but i i'd rather be safe than sorry you know so i think that's that's what worked for me this season and also as i said I, I try to sit back for maybe a couple of game weeks, maybe three, then attack, then sit back. And it can be hit or miss. You might attack and then you lose a lot because of that attack. But so far, the attacks have been going well for me, which I think is maybe luck. So It's I've a bit of luck. You have to put yourself in a position to get lucky, right? So I think it's yeah. a bit of both, definitely. Yeah. So, who are you, since you've been playing now for 11 years, who are your top three FPL assets of all time? Aguero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aguero like is my number one ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, Aguero, I have so many memories with Aguero, like scoring hat-tricks, as I said, and like winning me my many leagues. When I play FIFA, I always play with Aguero. I, like, I play with Man City. Aguero is, is, is the whole deal for me. And it's, it's very sad that maybe like this is the start of the decline of Aguero in the Premier League, but I still have high hopes that he can recover like this season. Yep, I think there's more to Aguero, come. Aguero, of course, uh, Salah, of course, is is insane. Of course, I'm Egyptian and I'm biased, but uh, yeah, Salah, since his arrival, he's been phenomenal. 
and you can't argue against that. Oh, Oli, did you have him in his breakthrough season? Did you have him game week one? Uh, yes, definitely. Because if you don't have Salah and you're Egyptian, you're gonna <laughs> suffer in every mini league that you have. <laughs> so even like even if he, we didn't know whether he's gonna fit in the league or anything, but all of us, all of your friends will have him just because he's Egyptian. So, so yeah, I had to have him just because you know everyone around me in in my many leagues have him, and so yeah, I I always have Salah. So that's my second. Um, uh, Gerard and Lampard were great, um, but I think I like Suarez, mm. especially in the season where he went crazy with his goal scoring. I, I missed Ronaldo. Like I didn't. I I played and started in 2009. Ronaldo was not there, but I bet Ronaldo would have been one of like my favorite players. But I didn't see him in fantasy. So yeah, I'm, I want to say Suarez is also my favorite. I have the thing for natural clinical finishers like Aguero. Mm. So you're a thinker of the game. I see you look at like you know, a lot of other aspects. What changes would you make to the official FPL game in terms of chips, scoring, maybe even the data display interface? How would you think the game can be made better? Um, okay, for starters, they should update the things live, which would kill my website. But uh, uh, I, I think they can do it. Like if I can do some version of it, they can do it, and they have all the data there. And I think it takes uh, it it takes a level to a new takes a game to a new level. Updating everything in real time. Um, but as I said, I've been playing this game for 11, 12 years, so I'm more of an old school player. Who I like this game. I'm addicted to it as it is. I know it's not perfect, but there's not many things that I want to change in the game. I Sometimes I am, um, I'm saying, okay, let's get rid of ships, actually. We played many seasons without ships. This is sort of a recent introduction. Like for the new players, they're watching us, like there were no ships before, like for, for many, many years. And I, I didn't like introducing these kind of things. It, it feels like it's just trying to make the game more you know accessible to people but not necessarily i don't know i i didn't like chips at the beginning and i still don't like them me neither i don't even like the second wild card you'll be on i liked it when we had early on just you know one wild card which you could use at any point in the season same exactly same. it, it yeah. makes a whole difference yeah mm -hmm. like i think that i think it's it's easier now like you know like it was very very hard at the beginning to get your planning and depend on your free transfers. So so I, at, at one point I say, okay, let's get rid of ships. But at another point I, you, I can say, okay, let's add more ships, uh, like captain the player who got the most points. So switch the captain there, um, bench the player that got me the, the least points, uh, free hit that uh, doesn't have a limitation on the number of players per team. These are all like kind of ideas, but but at the core, I I don't actually like chips. I just like the game, like it was before. Mm. Um, I'm in agreement with you. One one thing I don't like about the chips is you start looking at the game as 
sort of having seven representatives in this week and 15 representatives in this week and it's less about identifying the right player and who the good player is in i test and it becomes more about this which which is something i personally yeah, also which is something that's problem. happening right now in fact like you can see yeah, in game yeah, 18 yeah. 19 and what stuff like that yeah at the core fpl is about identifying who the good player is right and all of yes. that so i just think it takes it away from that aspect of the game yeah i agree completely agree yeah. but um yeah but like i love the game as it is like as it was more i still love it and i don't want to change it like much i don't want like for example to have points for defensive midfielders or something like that i don't want mm-hmm. to have uh to have you make substitutions during the game week no thank you i i like the game i always loved it as it is so Let's talk about virtual FPL. What to, how did that come up and what was that experience like for you? It was a savior for many during the pandemic in the early months. Yeah, virtual FPL is my dearest uh, baby. <laughs> I like this is one thing that I'm very proud of even if it doesn't like if it's not relevant anymore, but that's something that I'm very proud of. So essentially when the pandemic hit and like we had the first lockdown, everyone was very stressed and me including me and i had like a newborn as well but anyway we were all staying at home and it was like very depressing and we were missing football we were missing fpl so i thought that maybe i can do something to help i didn't have a concrete idea what what i can do but um i always had in the back of my mind i wanted to do a simulation of games like that's just some kind of thing i love i i did something like that before but it wasn't very complete so i just wanted to create some kind of a simulator where you tell the simulator i want to find to have a game between arsenal and liverpool and like simulate a game like that and then you see the events and the score and like who scored and yellow cards and things like that i i wanted to do something like that so i spent some time during the lockdown at the very beginning just you know trying to create that simulation which is which is an insane like it, it it's very difficult but i had started on it before years ago with a different language i didn't i wasn't writing with python and now that i know python i thought that it's going to be easier to do it with python so i just sat down tried to make a simulator which took data from many uh, places so player data came from fpl like just the points and like everything on the fpl website and also some underlying statistics from understat where you can see the expected goals you can see the touches in the box you can see things like that and i incorporated all of these into like the simulation so i wanted to build a simulation that is not really uh like fifa or football manager because in fifa or football manager if you simulate a game it's not necessarily going to be similar to what happens in real life or in the in fpl like for example in in football manager for some reason bernardo silva is a is like great <laughs> he's a great player but he doesn't like score 20 goals a season right but then if you simulate with football manager bernardo silva is like a must have and this is not really like resonating with uh, with us as fantasy managers so i wanted 
to make a simulator that behaves like the games that we see and like the FPL. So that's why I fed it the FPL data themselves, the points and like everything from FPL point of view. And yeah, so I spent like maybe two weeks on just building the simulator, just having the games being simulated with this kind of data. Uh, and I enjoyed this part a lot. This, I always wanted to do something like that. Then when I thought of building a fantasy game on top of that simulator, that's when things got crazy. Because, so, okay, I have the simulator. It does the job. It gives you um, lineups, events in the game, yellow cards, substitutions, goals, assists, in, in a sort of realistic manner. But like to build the game so that people can sign up for the game and choose their teams and change them and like do ships and all this user interface, that was a nightmare. But I had this idea and I, I, I didn't even know whether people are going to enjoy it or not. But I said to myself, even if I have like 50 people playing it, that's great. I like some league of 50 teams enjoying this. Because I know that it sounds silly, by the way, like virtual FPL. I got a lot, like I read a lot of things online, you know, on, on live FPL. I keep an eye on like how people are reacting. And virtual FPL got a lot of love and also got a lot of hate because many people would say, oh, what are you doing? Are you playing a fantasy game over fantasy game? Are you <laughs> like, do you uh, really trust like... Are you just trying to guess the, what the computer is doing? You know, things like that. And I understand that. I, I understand it can, it is kind of silly, but that's what we had at, the, at that moment. We can, like, we didn't have any football, so that's the best that you can do. So I didn't know if people are going to like it. So, so many people are still asking for season two. When we mentioned that we're going to be interviewing you, so many questions come in. When is virtual FPL season two coming, et cetera, et cetera. And why not? I mean, it helped give keep so many people during the pandemic sane. I mean, this game, and there was another game called Champion FPL. I think for the FPL addicts like us, I think it just kept us, it kept a lot of us sane. It's a good escape. It's an escape and it's great. Yeah. I mean, what else do you want to do in the pandemic? This is great. There's no problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was really, really surprised by the feedback, like once the game, okay, I, this was all just an adventure for me. I didn't know where it's going. I didn't know if it's going to work. But like working on the user interface of making a My Team page where you can select your team and make substitutions and, and captains and things like that, making a transfers page where you can transfer players within a budget within the limitations of only three players per team. And th this was an insane amount of work. Like, let me tell you, I didn't enjoy that at all. And I thought of giving up so many times while I'm working on this. I, so many times I'd be, no, no, I can't do that. It's very, very tedious just to build the game, you know, like a complete game from scratch. And but I kept pushing, you know, I was saying maybe someone will enjoy it. Maybe it will help someone. No, well, so we appreciate it. And especially that you did it without any commercial interest. I think it's a big thank you from the community and all of us. Really, my pleasure. Yeah, my, my philosophy is like never take money. Like people who were trying to make like uh, tell me, convince me that, you know, you should like 
get some kind of money from users, either live FPL or virtual FPL. And you can do all the convincing you want. And it makes sense. I'm spending a lot of time there. This time should be rewarded. But for me, it doesn't feel right. You can do all like the convincing in the world, but it doesn't feel right to me. I'm a manager, FPL manager, just like you guys are. I'm part of the community. I like I wouldn't want to like pay money. I don't know. It doesn't feel right to me. So I, my philosophy is never like to take money. That's very right, noble of you. The, should we take some questions from the community, Ella? Why don't you? Uh, just, just, just sure. while we are talking about virtual FPL, it's such a great indicator of how accurate the game was that the guy that's sitting on number one in the Hall of Fame on fantasy football scored actually won season one of uh, virtual FPL. So I mean, that just tells you that it actually does reward that skill bit, and I just love that there's a little bit of a connection there you know that yeah, yeah. Fabio Borges yeah, Fabio. won yeah, yeah. I'm very proud yeah. of Fabio Borges won it yeah I was very, yeah. very like like okay I had to be impartial like and not support anyone like but <laughs> I, I was happy that Fabio won to be honest because it as you said it says that the game really did what I wanted it to do which is it's similar to FPL the scoring the the events the planning of it is similar to FPL. That's what I intended. And obviously, Fabio is a great, maybe the greatest FPL manager at the moment. So I'm very glad that he won virtual FPL, meaning that it was really an FPL game. I'm just presuming that let's say you're supposed to introduce a season two of virtual FPL, and let's say you feed your simulator some more data. The more data you feed in, the more accurate it becomes, right? The more layers you build. You're just going to add on to the game that you already built. Yeah, I haven't looked at it since then, but yeah, I'm going to, at some point, if, so, okay, about the question, when are we going to have a second season? I'm just waiting for an opportunity. So it hasn't come yet, but maybe it will come, maybe in the summer. I don't know. I, I As I said, I'm not a planner person who has, like, timelines, but one thing that is very clear to me is that I cannot really run virtual FPL while the actual FPL is on because by the end of virtual FPL, where football was coming back, there was lots of confusion on Twitter. I remember like uh, Jimenez was injured in virtual FPL, like in the last uh, couple of game weeks. And that's where the, like, the actual game was returning back. And people were going like, to discuss virtual FPL on Twitter and say, OK, who's, who's the best replacement for Jimenez? And then people will come in and say, what happened to him? He's injured. No, he's not. And then they tell him, you know what? This is virtual FPL, not the actual <laughs> FPL. And you tell him, oh, you're silly. What are you doing? The actual game they're on. So I don't want it to go into that again. Like, and I understand it's confusing because it's the same set of players, same teams, same everything. So I don't want to like cause that confusion again. So I'm I'm waiting till like the game, the actual game takes a break. Hopefully in the summer, I don't want the game to stop, you know, like the, the football to stop. We should get you interacting yes. with the community more, Raga. You should set up a personal Twitter account. I know you don't talk much on Twitter. We'd love to hear more from you. Yeah, uh, I, I I sort of have a weird relationship with Twitter for some reason. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm old. I'm not very old. I'm 32. But uh, yeah, for some reason, I never got that much into Twitter. Do you, do you find, I, spend time on the FFS bots still? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm all. I'm always like, are you talking about me, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm always on Fantasy Football Scout. I'm a very old school fantasy person, so I I interact on on the Fantasy Football Scout much more than Twitter. But to be honest, also I have improved. Like with virtual FPL and live FPL, they have their Twitter handles. I I am the person there, and like I I sometimes reply and interact. I see your price Now change I script have... also every morning with your the price changes on the scout board. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have like a, a page on live FPL for price changes that updates as soon as the changes are there, and I built like a bot that puts them into um, fantasy football scouts. Yeah. Very cool. All right. We just received a lot of questions from Twitter as well, so we just uh, run through a few of them. Uh, none of the people. First question is from Joseph Melvin. Are there any upcoming plans to mitigate the effect of zombie teams that they have on live FPL? Um, I'm not sure what effect he means, but um... maybe he wants to know about active managers, right? Teams that have not made transfers in the last five weeks, or not used chips, or not changed right. anything in five weeks. So, if if you just want to know how many of them exist and statistics about them, that's yeah, that's one feature they want to implement at some point, which is just uh, showing in every rank tier how many zombie or dead teams exist and what are the statistics of them. I yeah, I'm planning to do something like that, but whenever I have like an idea in my mind, I keep it in my mind for a while. And I, while I'm just doing everything else, somehow I think about it more and more until I get to some point where I have the complete picture of what I want to do in my mind, then I go ahead and do it. And for the dead teams thing, it still hasn't clicked yet in my mind how, how I want to do that. So I'm delaying this for you. Just beautiful Sorry? minding your website in the side while getting a PhD on this side. And just what a guy. Okay. Next question is it's from uh, Steve Street at the rate fphel underscore Steve. Fantastic website, great work. How do you calculate live rank? Is it all from the FPL API? And people are asking if there's an app in the pipeline as well. Okay, so let, let's answer the app. So I know many many people like to have an app, and I I I would love to have an app. The the thing is, me personally, I don't have any background in apps in mobile apps so it would be like if i wanted to do it myself i would have to learn it and and do it which is time consuming and i already spend a lot of time maintaining maintaining live fpl is a lot of work by the way so and like adding these new features and everything and this is all a side uh, uh, hobby for me So I don't have a lot of time to invest in making an app myself, and I also don't have a, don't have the money, for some, like to hire someone, like some designer or something to build an app, because as I said, this is not a business for me. So I'm not like, uh, yeah. And I know like any actual programmer who will build something like that, that's expensive. So I'm not. I, I'm. I know that we we need an app, and eventually we're gonna get there. But when? Not not very sure, but I I know it and I'm aware of it. This uh, is to, out of curiosity. How many hours go into maintaining live FPL on a weekly basis? I I would say not less than 
15 20 wow. that's, a, that's lot. a lot of time that's a lot of time yeah it's it's not just uh, like the website is pretty much automatic you can do that like it can work on its own for the most part but there are so many the system that i built for for live ranks and for everything the system is very complex it has so many pieces in order to be able to like so that I, I also answered the question about how do i calculate the ranks it's like there's no short answer there but i had to do lots and lots of processing um in real time so the way i do it is i divided this big task into very small tasks many of them and they come together and it, it's a very complicated system so what happens is there are always like chances that some issue will happen at some part of the system and i've been doing this for like three years now and i'm, I'm still very surprised every week new issues can arise and especially with the growth of the website new issues come just from the traffic and you have like a lot of time i spend actually is trying to like keep the site on while the peaks of traffic are are there i spend a lot of time trying to optimize the site go over every line of code again and see if i can make it in an in a simpler way that will help the website so if i if i was not like actively trying to make it better i wouldn't have like spent a lot of time maintaining it it would work on its own but i always like want to fix it and make it better so that's what takes a lot of time but yeah like to answer the question how do i calculate ranks it's not from the like the api itself does not have the ranks right the the api has whatever information that you can see on the actual website so you can see the teams of your rivals the teams are all public public so you can see the teams you can see the scores of every player so far without bonus everything else like i have to do so i have to get the teams and get the like uh, put the scores and put the, the bonus and then do the rankings and there are also like live leagues happening and i have to update the, all the leagues and things like that so yeah just a lot of processing happens in the background well, what kind of traffic do you see on weekends these days it's getting bigger and bigger i i I don't look at I don't have the numbers but it's it's growing it's growing every every week which is I imagine so yeah but yeah it, it's putting more challenges on the website of course understood understood all right uh, we'll move to uh, an FPL question this is from Mansij Bharti Jain do does form matter more than fixtures this season um I think you're you're the experts on this kind of question here. But if I if I wanted to add something, I would say mm, not really. Like both of them are still important. Like for example, <coughs> when when I sold Kane because of the hard fixtures, he really didn't like go back in those fixtures. And when I brought in KDB for good fixtures, for the most part, he delivered and. Although Kane had the form, KDB didn't. And now Salah had fixtures but didn't have the form. So I, I don't know. I feel like both of them are still relevant. And for me personally, I, I try to look at fixtures more than form. That's, that's just right. how I play. 
That's the camp I'm in as well. Uh, next question is from FPL Iran. Why do you use top 10K EO in games while almost none of us are in the top 10K? Great. So that's, that's actually a great question. So at the beginning of live FPL, I only had statistics for top 10K and overall. And I didn't have the statistics for all the ranges, right? Now I have the statistics for all the ranges. You can check the effective ownership within any range you want. So that's something. But what you will see is the overall effective ownerships or the overall ownerships are actually useless and they don't mean anything. Like for example, you'll find Salah, Fernandez, they have something like 70% effective ownership every week overall because there are so many dead teams, zombie teams, and these, are, these do not matter. Statistically speaking, if you're playing actively, you're gonna eventually beat most of the dead teams. Of course, there will be some outlier zombie team that are doing great, but eventually, for the most part, you're not, you should not be worried about the zombie teams. So you should not look at the ownerships and effective ownerships from the overall. They don't mean anything. Salah has 77% effective ownership overall, but the reality of things is that he has an above 100% around your rank, which will hurt you. So that's what you should look at. And if I wanted to just highlight something, so I, the overall versus something, I would highlight the top 10K, not because everyone is in the top 10K now, just because the top 10K are a sample of very active teams. You know for sure that 99% of teams in the top 10K are active, and they're just a good sample of teams. And if you look at the effective ownerships and captains and everything in different ranges, you will see that most of the active ranges have very similar numbers to top 10K. So yes, you're, not, you're nowhere near top 10K, but still the numbers there are very valid for you. Compare them, go ahead and compare them to any of the ranges in the top 1 million, you will see that they're very similar. So if I wanted to highlight the active numbers, I just highlight the top 10K stuff. Not because you're there, but because they are a very good sample of active members. All right. Next question is a very interesting one. Can you provide an algorithm to make the rank higher? Now, I know that people like Mikhail Tokwin do like your transfer algorithm and you've created a, an FPL simulation. Has that domain in, in, in interested you and do you feel like getting into some sort of a transfer algorithm just to optimize performance week on week? To be honest, no, I don't like uh, like if you look at live FPL and all the efforts I've done over the years, I've never tried to predict the points of players. Never. Like, which is something that is useful and I could have done. But I never tried to like give you the expected points and predictions of what's going to happen because at the end of the day, like if you look at the statistics of things, I can give you numbers for predictions, but they are going to be wrong, definitely. Because this number is just one number that represents the average maybe of like so many trials. But what you're going to get in the game week is just coming from a distribution and it's not going to match this number. So this, not, this number is not like the predictions are not useless. They, they give you an idea, but you already have that idea without the predictions. You have the idea that 
if Salah has like a, a nice home game, he's expected to do well. Like you don't need like numbers. I, I don't know. Like I, I've never tried to predict things because they're going to be wrong. And that ties into like trying to make like an optimizer for transfers. Um, because that will depend on having numbers for players, like prediction for the point they score. And that's the aspect of the game that I would like to keep to the manager. That's my, my own philosophy. I, like That's what the manager should be thinking. What are the good players? What transfer should I make? I, I never liked, I never used any of the transfer suggestions, uh, algorithms around. It, it just, that's just me. But of yeah, course, it speaks about you as a manager because you mentioned you're an eye test manager as well. So you just like keeping that game of the that part of the game that way. Do you, do you think yeah, bots exactly. are going to overtake us in five years or whatever? Mm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. All right. Next question is from FPL Tinker Chandrakant. It's a little bit of a he just wants to know where he can learn Python from and use it to build a website like this. Um, so as I said, I learned Python because I needed it for my uh, PhD work. And essentially, if you if you know any programming language, you can learn any other programming language with ease. It's just the logic is the same, just the syntax, the the, the words that you use are different. So if you don't know any programming language, I would suggest that you start with Python. Actually, it's very very kind of easy to understand. And there are so many websites now that like you can learn from. But for me personally, I already had like experience with programming and I, when I switched to Python, it was very easy for me to switch there. And yeah, the website uh, is completely Python. Everything in the background is running in Python. So if you want like a specific uh, suggestions on where to learn it, I can look for the websites and like, give you advice about what uh, um, what is the best website to learn from. All right. Uh, Ravid, out of curiosity, are you, do you look at stats while making your decisions for FPA or completely uh, what, do you, what do you think? Like, uh, I, 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 I'd say you're 70% ITES, 30% stats. I'd say 50-50. Yeah, I, I'm more like actually 80% uh, I test. <laughs> oh, I did not expect that. Yeah. So, so based in statistics, like, you know, I thought you'd be more into the shots in the box conceded, big chances, XG. He, now he comes across to me as an FPL purist, where, you know, old school, likes the pods, likes the I test, doesn't like overcomplicating the game, focuses on the I test, Aguero lover, love yeah. all of that. Absolutely. So love I, as, I, as I just said, like, statistics are gonna predict something, but it's, it's going to mostly be a wrong prediction be, just because of how statistics work. So you cannot predict, like, you know, numbers will not tell you whether this is a good fixture. Um, they can tell you, okay, I take that back. They can tell you that. But for me, nothing beats eye test. And that's how I enjoy the game. Maybe, maybe if if I, that maybe that's why I'm not like an elite manager or something. But, but yeah, that's how I enjoy the game. For example, like I try to play the game 
to win and also to enjoy it. And part of the enjoyment comes from, for me, for uh, picking players that I, I feel like I trust. I feel like this is a good player and I know that this is a good player. And so I'm, I have very, very strong biases against some players just because I think they are not really good footballers. And, and that really hinders me big time. I'm just, but I enjoy it this way. Go on, For go example, on, name a couple. Who are these guys? Okay. Know, I'm curious. Uh, Sterling, no offense to anyone, but I don't like Sterling as a footballer. I don't think he's, he's a good footballer. And, and I have a very hard time having him in my team just because I don't rate him as a player. And having him in my team and then when he blanks, I feel like, yeah, I know that he, he, he's not good. You know, I'm, it, it feels very bad in my gut. So that's why I keep players that I only feel like these are good players. Another example would be uh, Watkins this season. He, he's, not, he's not a good striker. He's not at the Premier League level. Again, with all due respect, that's my opinion. But I, I watch him. I watch games a lot. And he's, he's just not good. He's, he can score because his team like, creates chances. But I don't like that. I don't like having him. And yeah, that's some kind of why I, I like to play the game that way. Just like having some kind of personal ownership of my decisions based on what I see as like, my vision of football. Yeah, I like that. I, I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Go, go on, Zaf. Well, I thought this was very cool, actually. I think because, like you said, it's a great point because, yeah, Sterling and Watkins, they're probably not the best footballers, but they make chances because, like, you know, you just they could be standing still in the box for Man City and eventually you're going to be scoring a couple of goals. So it's a nice, interesting way to play it. And it's very different from how I play it. Like, you know, I look at maybe statistics. If I see Sterling's shots in the box, I don't care if he's like, you know, he has two left feet. He'll be going straight into my team. So what I like about Ragapoli is he's actually aware of these biases, which is why he's trying to change the season yes. as an FPL manager. Like you mentioned, you know, the CLX, you, you, you mentioned that you don't want to be very stubborn as an FPL manager right. also. Like that's something I always say, never say never when it comes to an FPL, when it comes to this game. You have to keep your mind open to literally everything. Yeah, Just, I've, I've, oh, I have owned Sterling and I have owned Watkins, but for me, it's a very torturing experience that I get doesn't feel right yeah as soon as they just have one blank I just get rid I I don't like I don't like having them and if I'm not enjoying it then why why play the game absolutely if if you have to give a weightage to luck and skill the age-old debate in FPL how how, what would your uh, opinion be Mm, interesting subject Um, for a single season I think luck is 70-80%. For many seasons, I think it's more like if if you look at like the history for many seasons for one manager, I think it's more maybe 40% skill and 60. Skill uh, luck, sorry, 40% luck. Luck is luck is important, but if you're consistently doing well, then you're doing something. You have some kind of skill. And some managers do it, like like you and Mark and Fabio and like many others. So, but yeah, but like you'll be you'll be fooling yourself 
if you say it's, it's pure skill or even 50-50 in one season, no luck really. Like for me, 70% for, for a performance in one season. You're, you're, you're a maths guy. What, what sort of a sample size is big enough for you to judge somebody? Let's say a lot of new managers are also listening to us who are playing FPL before they tend uh, to judge themselves. I want to say at least five seasons, six seasons, something like that. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I agree with that. So, any questions? I'm done here with my no, questions. No, all done. It was really enjoyable. Nothing much more. It was. It's a great chat. It was so enamoring just to listen to you, Raghavoli. Thank you so much for coming on here and spending time with us. I'm sure that this chat is going to be a huge hit. That the community is going to love listening to you, and they'll probably want a lot, lot, lot more of you. So, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, we look forward to just looking at how Hive FPL develops. And and thank you again for this website and all you do for the FPL community from us. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. On behalf of the entire community, we just want to say a huge, huge thank you for everything that you've done for us. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is an opportunity that I really appreciate. Uh, before before we close, I want to like thank uh, someone. So... Um, when I was running virtual FPL, I again, as I said, uh, every everything on the programming side is done by me. But there were some people who helped me run virtual FPL, and in particular, uh, Hassan, who has the Twitter name Hassanality. He was running the Twitter account of virtual FPL every day, giving match reports and interacting with people. So I just really need to thank him so much. He's a big part of the success that virtual FPL had. So Hassan, thank you so much. And also FPL Hints at some point helped with Twitter as well. And a big thank you to Fantasy Football Scout, which is, as I said, my fantasy home for many years. And um, Mark Southern for creating the beast and creating like this whole community. I think Mark Southern is responsible for growing this game into what it is right now. So I really want to thank him. And yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We actually had a question with regards to that. If there, uh, because I think Hasanati is uh, taking some time off Twitter right now. He's not on Twitter, and he was. People were asking if there is a season two, if there's going to be a podcast, and if Hasan is going to come back and all of that. You've got any information? Are you in touch with him right now? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, no. I haven't been in touch with him for for a while. But yeah, I. I really hope that he will come back if uh, virtual FBL comes back. I will, I will contact him and make sure that he comes back. Yes, yes, yes. That's it from us, guys. Uh, uh, we hope you liked the episode. We've really certainly enjoyed just listening to Ragabali here. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday for our standard podcast episode just before the double game week. Good luck, guys, and see you on the other side. Good luck, guys. See you on the next side. And please do remember to like this video. The more you like it, the more it gets recommended on the YouTube algorithm. We want to get this great website and Ragavali as much exposure as possible. So please do your part. Thank you once again. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much. Sports Social Podcast Network.